0: Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP,
1: the home of the Cats right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats, if it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, we are going
0: to compare Kentucky football's resume with some teams that are ranked ahead of them in the college football playoff rankings. Then we're going to discuss a little bit of recruiting, and we are going to wrap with some notes on UNC Greensboro as Kentucky prepares to play against them on Saturday. Let's start out, Kyle, with uh, this. this uh, I'm sure you've seen it as well. Tons of debates, lots of UK fans making some good cases for Kentucky to be ranked ahead of Florida. Obviously, that is the one they're picking out of the teams that are ranked ahead of Kentucky in the college football playoff rankings because Kentucky won the head-to-head matchup.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I I can see it from both sides. You know, probably of the two of them, Florida has the best win against LSU, but that's relative because Kentucky has the win against them. They have the same record. Kentucky has the head-to-head victory at Florida, no less, by double digits, 11 points. I will Um, stop you, though.
0: In theory, Kentucky has the better win because Florida is now ranked ahead of LSU after right. LSU. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, like, if you don't count each other... Okay, that's fair. That's you know, fair. they have the best other win. But but Kentucky negates that by beating Florida head-to-head. Uh, so they have that win. And, and I, I mean, I think Stu Mandel, who writes for us, The Athletic, yeah, I is have a, the... he's a um, our kind of head honcho on college football, he and Bruce Feldman are, are, are kind of national voices, and he said basically Kentucky has suffered all season from brand bias. Um, if you took Kentucky off this resume and put it on someone else, you know you might have a different outcome. In the S&P, which is more of like a statistical-based uh, ranking... Are there it, 500s of those?
0: Yeah. S&P 500 is yes. the stock market, guys. Yes.
1: Kentucky... Uh, has wins over number 12, Florida, number 13, Mississippi State by 21 points, uh, number 16, Missouri on the road, number 36, South Carolina, and number 58, MTSU. They have one, two, three, four wins against eight plus win teams. Florida's nine and three, Mississippi State's eight and four, Missouri's eight and four, and MTSU is eight and four. They're, and add in South Carolina, that's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five teams that are going to bowl games. You know, Florida has the win over LSU. Now, Kentucky lost handily at Tennessee and Florida won handily at Tennessee. Tennessee's a bad team. That's a, diffi- a, a you know, a point in Florida's favor certainly. They both beat South Carolina. They both beat uh Mississippi State. Florida barely beat Mississippi State 13 to 7. Uh, and then, you know, what's gotten everybody's attention about Florida and their, you know, their back is they, they handled Florida State. Florida State is awful. They're this back. In the S&P, they're 84th. That That's not a good win. That's no. not a quality win. Florida State sucks. So, uh, you know, I can see the the argument that you've, you've got the same record. Kentucky has more, a higher volume of quality wins. Yeah. And they have the head-to-head win. Um, so, you know, Florida's whole argument is L- the LSU win and blowing out UT versus being blown out against UT. Um, and could, well, Kentucky could flip that to a certain extent, I guess,
0: cause they have a win over Missouri and Florida got boat raced by Missouri. Yeah. I mean, I mean so
1: that, that, that's a wash. Um, so when your second best win is, uh, uh, well, I mean, I guess they both they both have the sec- the same second best win, but I, I just uh, yeah, here let it's me... a coin flip. It- it's certainly not a five spot difference. That's, that's a that, thing too.
0: That is the thing I think where, and that's what how I kind of put it out on Twitter earlier this week is basically, you know, I can see as you said both arguments, and honestly, when it is close and you have it, kind of what what do you prefer? Do you prefer like who has the worst loss or who has a head to head? And you know, college the college football playoff committee they. They have all these criteria but none of them are like ranked ahead of the other one. So head to head isn't more important than this. Conference championships aren't more important than this. And they always kind of just take it it boils down to the eye test, I guess basically. You know, they have a lot of factors but it's just whatever they see and then they vote on it. Um so e- either way it could be fine but the 6 spots is what is kind of I think a little bit ridiculous and we're going to get into the teams between Kentucky and Florida which I think might even be a little bit more egregious than the the Florida being ranked ahead. Uh, but I did want to read you this, Kyle. Um, it was actually, I, I tweeted this quote out, and then someone quote tweeted and said, this is just word salad. But this is from Rob Mullins, who is the College Football Playoff Committee Chair. He was asked, after the rankings came out this week, what distinguishes the three lost teams from each other, specifically with the three SEC 3 lost teams? What held Kentucky five spots back from the other two, even with the head-to-head win over Florida? Rob Mullin says, total body of work. I mean, Florida had the head-to-head over LSU. Obviously, Kentucky did have the quality win over Florida and over Mississippi State. Again, I think it's just total body of work. <laughs> when you start to line those up, when you get to the end of the year here, sometimes it's more difficult to distinguish. But when you look at Florida's overall body of work, With their wins, it puts them at 9, LSU at 10, then Kentucky at 15.
1: Just say that you don't care after you pick the four teams that are in the playoff. Right? Like, that's just ignorant. That is, I mean, that's just, it reveals that they're not really, they don't know. Like, well, we got Florida, LSU, and Kentucky, so we got Florida and LSU, and Florida beat LSU, and we're disregarding Kentucky. I mean, that's really what that answer is. Yeah, I mean, we just laid out that the total body of work, Kentucky has more quality wins and the head to head win against Florida. And they have they have negating uh flip flopped results. The Tennessee blowout for Florida and a blowout loss for Kentucky, the Missouri win at at Missouri for Kentucky and the blowout loss for Florida. Those are a wash. So you say, Okay, what's the best win? Florida's is L S U, but Kentucky's is Florida. Yeah. Okay, now who has more quality wins? And that's Kentucky. If nothing else, then it ought to be like 9, 10, 11. Yeah. If you, I mean, if it's, if nothing else, they ought to be, if you want to say fine, you're giving the edge to Florida because you think that the LSU wins the best win, it ought to be 9, 10, 11. I but, don't think that they, I honestly, like, the thing, the thing, I don't know if it makes any difference. But, you're, you're, but, here,
0: but the ironic part of this, and this is what, Ends up happening, and this is why there's constant arguments on these situation, Is if they say that, then they're automatically contradicting themselves because they rank Florida ahead of LSU. Right. So it's it's just yeah. kind of nonsensical. And I mean, the Kentucky wins at Florida, so in theory, that should you know have a lot more value. I mean, to the game. honest.
1: It, it, I think also what we're not talking about here is style points. That's and That's what. The, yeah, and they they don't love they don't like to comment but on. Essentially, those. I mean, Kentucky's looked awful in the second half of the season until the Louisville game. I mean, they have. You know what? they played all. terribly offensively, and that'd be a fine thing to say. That well, they, would be a fine thing to come out and say. They did, to a certain
0: extent, admit it with Oklahoma over Ohio State because Mullins said in the quote that got a lot of traction was, you know, Oklahoma has a historic offense. And, you know, there was a lot of other factors that they're, they're getting and at.
1: A, and a historically bad defense. Yeah, that's
0: true. Fire and Mike Stoops really helped out, had, helped out the guys there for the Sooners, didn't it? Um, but all right, let's let's get into the teams between LSU and Kentucky. I think that's where things get interesting. So LSU's 10 and Kentucky's 15th. Between them, they have nine and three Texas, 10 and two Washington State, nine and three Penn State, and nine and three Washington. Start off with Washington. We'll just kind of go down in descending order. Uh, Washington just beat Washington State, meaning they're going to be playing Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. The Pac-12 was nothing really great this year at all, Kyle. I mean, that's that was pretty evident, I think, by where their, their top team is ranked, and it is, it is Washington in this playoffs. Uh, they have a loss to Auburn to start their season, the Huskies do, and we kind of saw where Auburn finished in the SEC pecking order. They also lost at Oregon and at California. I would guess, looking at it, their best two wins are probably Washington State and BYU, and I'm not sure how BYU finished, um, but you know if you we don't need to get into like complete you know blind resume. Uh, Rob actually tweeted and asked us to do, to do something like that this week. We're going to do that, but not go blind resume because you would kind of understand when we're like, hey, this team beat right. a <laughs> yeah, Pac-12 team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Do you think Kentucky uh, would be better? Actually, BYU finished six and six, so that wasn't a quality win at all. Should they be ranked higher than Washington?
1: I mean, you can make a pretty strong case for it. Yeah. What are this, their two best wins? I'm Washington s- State was a big one.
0: I'm seeing Washington State and I'm I'm clicking through and I think it was probably it's Utah. They beat Utah early in the season. Colorado finishes uh out of the bowl. They finish five and seven. They beat Stanford. Stanford finished the season seven and four. Um, not a lot of, of eight-win teams that Washington defeated uh, this year. So um, Arizona State they beat. They finished 7-5. and five. They don't have a ton of quality wins. So I think the only team they beat that are in the playoff rankings are Utah and Washington State. Now they would be able to pick up another win against Utah, but that would just bring them to the level of where Kentucky is now with three wins over college football playoff-ranked teams. I don't know. I, I guess my other question is like, what is all this for? Like, what would what? Well, I mean, what this is for, when you're at the back end of this, this is for the new year six bowls. And I mean, that's but aren't they only going to take so many? If we're
1: after we get, if, if I mean, if, if they're going to leave Florida and LSU ahead of them,
0: well, that doesn't really matter. Not necessarily. This is where I think that if you want to go conspiracy theory on people, they're they've knocked Kentucky back, so there's no chance that the SEC gets so many teams in because once you get. You know, to a certain extent, it's just whatever's left. You know, once you get all the conference champions in. Right. And right now, the way that it's set up, all the conference champions would get in, um, are in the top 12 and the group of the non-power group, the UCF team that they invite. UCF is at eight, so they're in as well. And so if ever, all the top 12 would be in. So you want to be in the top 12 because you want to get a New Year's Six Bowl. So this is what that matters for. Kentucky
1: would need to be ranked ahead of these teams. So even so, if they did the 9, 10, 11. Kentucky which, would be in. Kentucky would be in, and the and the and the SEC would have five teams in major yes. bowl games. Yes, one in the playoff, assuming Alabama wins, and four more in New Year's Six bowls. Like basically every New Year's Six bowl would have a SEC team in it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They
0: would have. Well, no, they would have Georgia, Florida,
1: LSU, and Kentucky. LSU and Kentucky. So yeah, plus Alabama. Yeah, in the playoff. Yeah, and, yeah, there's no way they're letting five. See, SSC
0: that's what around. I kind of. I mean, if you want to go conspiracy on why these things are happening, I think that's why. Like, here's the other one. And, you know, we've kind of gone long just getting through Washington. But real quick, look at Penn State and look at Texas. Both of those teams also finish nine and three. Uh, Penn State has a loss to Michigan State, who.
1: Well, they're eh. probably going to get left out, too. And it's going to be Kentucky, yeah. Penn State, and the Citrus Bowl, right? Um, no, because Penn State is ranked 12th. Oh, because they jumped up so high. And
0: so, in, I mean, if the. They'll stay in if, if, unless some crazy things happen, and they'll get in. So it's looking like the way I understand all this is that it'll be Kentucky Northwestern again, since Penn State got ranked twelve. Oh. Yeah,
1: who wants that? I mean, I'm sure Kentucky would love to have revenge or whatever, but but that that's why it matters. And so it's not as not nearly as sexy of a uh, opportunity for them. Yeah. So Penn State has a loss to Michigan
0: State, who finished the season five and seven. Their other losses are to Ohio State and Michigan, obviously two good teams their best win I'm looking for it I'm looking for it let's see here Iowa Iowa finishes they beat Iowa and Iowa finishes eight and four so there's one eight win team they beat Wisconsin Wisconsin is ranked is finished the year seven and five that is this the Penn State that's nonsense if you're like if you're really looking at resumes Kentucky he, there's no way Kentucky should be ranked behind Penn State And I think the same thing can be said of Texas, whose best win is obviously Oklahoma, but then once you get past that, it's Iowa State, and then it's nobody. I mean, they beat Texas Tech, fired their coach. Kansas fired their coach. Kansas State, who has, uh, you made a joke on Twitter about UNC being now the retirement home for coaches. I guess Bill Snyder needs to get over there too because he's (laughs) old as well. Uh, So they didn't do anything impressive. TCU became bad at the end of the year that's that's the name brand stuff people are getting hot about florida and i think they should be more worked up about kentucky being ranked behind penn state and texas because those two obviously are just as big of brand names as florida and i think they got well, the benefit of the doubt well
1: texas is going to take care of itself they're going to lose saturday to oklahoma
0: in, the, in and to be honest that one doesn't impact things as much because kentucky wouldn't have been in the top 12 there but those two things i think yeah they're, they're just kind of bad so that's we went long on that segment because you know there are a lot of teams to talk about. But overall, I mean, you can you can people can keep making the point about Florida, but I think they would be a little bit better served to kind of poach on Penn State and Texas specifically because that's where Kentucky is kind of being undervalued more than anything. And to Stu Mansdale's point about brand bias, that's where the brand bias is. I think. Uh, weighing the most so coming up next we are going to talk a little bit recruiting dj jeffrey said some things a kentucky signee had a monster game and kentucky finally offered a big time recruit but first i do want to tell you guys about sling tv you don't want to watch the game you need to watch the game are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never use just so you can see your team win Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, college basketball. This weekend's huge in sports. you got a ton of basketball on, uh, all the conference championship games, and you need to get Sling TV to view it all. 30 bucks a month gives you ESPN, the Pac-12 network, SEC network, and a bunch more channels. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can upgrade and downgrade your package whenever you want if you you know, if you want to add the Hallmark Channel for this holiday season and watch your some Christmas movies, get you in the feel-good mood, boom, do it for a month. And then you can kind of revert back to just your sports packets. Also, on top of all that, you can cancel at any time. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. This is Locked On
1: Kentucky, your team every day.
0: So... DJ Jeffries, how about the how about this quote? Kyle from Christian Fowler tweeted it out. Said, "Just know if we ever play them, it's going to be the same result as Duke." DJ Jeffries talking about
1: playing Kentucky next year. Interesting. I don't really get the uh, the like the point <laughs> of like the dad decided to like talk trash about Kentucky after they decommitted. Now he's talking trash. I don't, I mean, it's fine. I, I, he seemed like a nice kid. Every time I talked to him, he's a good player. I wouldn't say a great player. You know, he was like the fourth best player on his AAU team. And it's just odd. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. I I don't, I don't get any impression that uh, like Kentucky wronged this kid. They didn't rescind his scholarship offer. He his AAU coach took a job at Memphis and he decided he wanted to go play for him and try to get James Wiseman to come with him. So, like, congratulations and, like, go do that. I mean, that makes sense. Nobody, I don't think that many people fault him for it. But, like, the idea that, like, the dad and now the kid are, like, antagonizing Kentucky is odd. Because also, like, I'm pretty sure Kentucky would destroy Memphis. Like, I think Memphis, uh, James Wiseman's really good. But after James Wiseman, like Kentucky would be better at every every position on the floor. Maybe James Wiseman is just that good. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't think he's that good. Um, and you can't he crazy. It, he did have a crazy play last night. I think uh what's what's that? Um site starts with an O. Over overtime. Overtime. Tweeted it out. He like came driving down the middle of the lane and did a just insane windmill dunk for a 6 foot 11 7 foot tall guy. James Wiseman's really good. Mm-hmm. DJ Jeffries, pretty good. Memphis gonna be a lot better and more talented next year, but I don't like. I don't get. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's like, uh, like Penny wants them to have some edge about them and get some attention and and talk some trash. And you know, they're puffing their chest out right now because they've built a wall around Memphis and they're they're keeping all the top players in that Memphis area, Memphis slash Mississippi area home. But i I don't know, I guess I just don't get i don't I really don't understand there must be something more there, maybe there's something more there that has created this animosity yeah i don't i don't get I don't it. know, I never got the sense that Kentucky like mistreated the kid in any way but I mean maybe they felt like he was like a pawn like they they wanted to get him to get James Wiseman, and they didn't pay enough attention to him as a recruit, and you know didn't kiss his butt, but breaking news for. DJ Jeffries, Cal Perry doesn't do that for anybody, yes. you know? I mean, he's not kissing anybody's butt, and he's certainly not going to kiss the butt of the, like, lowest-ranked guy in their class. Yeah. And then they went and got a guy that's, like, comparable, if not better, who's an in-state recruit and Dante Allen. Uh, I, don't I don't know. That's just odd. I, I, I Like I said, I think he's a good player, seemed like a nice kid. I don't understand why him and his dad have decided they're going to, like, just I, almost un- provoked right i mean I, there's not it wasn't like i mean i don't i don't think there's anything in these situations where there was cause to like lash out against kentucky and and certainly not to guarantee you're going to blow them out like duke did and that match sorry dude that is not the duke roster that they're assembling at memphis it's not- a really good one for memphis it is not the duke roster not quite
0: yeah and should be pointed out the only time that kentucky and memphis would play would be in the ncaa tournament because Kyle Perry isn't going to schedule them, and they're not on the the schedule right now. And after comments, well, maybe it's reverse psychology. Maybe Penny's in his ear, like talk trash to Cal, so he puts us on the schedule. We get some more attention. Who knows? Uh, but we'll we'll continue to monitor recruiting, obviously. And included in that is Jaden McDaniels, who finally has a Kentucky offer. I don't completely understand what took so long for that to yeah do you not get do you not big
1: yeah they should have offered him probably sooner but i don't think there was i don't think in this case it's not much of a, a deal this isn't they were slow to recruit the kid they were slower to offer him but they were recruiting the crap out of him for months now like john calipari doesn't fly coast to coast twice for the same guy in like three weeks unless he's made you a priority like He's he's flown all the way to Seattle twice and tweeted about it. Wanted people to know he was out there twice. That's a long trip, even on your comfortable private jet. It's a like a, that's a day you know a day lost, a full day lost every time he tries to do that. If 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 John Calipari wants to visit you, <laughs> he has to give up an entire day. I I mean that alone should communicate to a kid, you know I'm a big deal to him mm-hmm. and. The fact that Cal doesn't do that much. He doesn't waste a bunch of time out on the West Coast because um, you are investing so much time in travel, and if you don't get the kid, you've just wasted a bunch of time in travel. Um, they've hosted him on a visit. I think it, they've made it really clear they, they want him. So, the off, you know, it's good that the, I guess that the formality of making him an offer is, is now official. What else? Oh, and then, you know, he and the other piece, Matthew Hurt is making his official visit this weekend. So yep. some kind of big some kind of big pieces as they try to, you know, we want to say salvage a class where they've already got two top 10 and three top 100 players committed or signed, but they do need to salvage a little bit because they still need some more bodies and they need some guys who aren't guards. Yeah. And so uh those two pieces, Matthew Hurt visiting this weekend and Jaden McDaniels now with officially an offer are big ones for Kentucky.
0: We will update you on Matthew Hurt's visit on the next week's edition of this podcast. Final note from recruiting is Dante Allen started his high school career. Fitty piece. His final year in Kentucky high school basketball. 52 points, 12 rebounds, and a 30-point win over Williamstown. And you probably don't know this, Kyle. I'm not a big Williamstown fan. Is that they were high school rival? One of the rivals. Grant. They were down in Grant County, rival of Walton Verona. Take that, Demons. That's what you get. Now I'm even a bigger fan of Dante Allen. Coming up next, Kyle is going to scare the bejesus out of all Kentucky fans with this dreaded UNC
1: Greensboro team coming into Rupp on Saturday. Your dismissiveness is a disgrace, Curtis.
0: You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Kyle, so this UNC Greensboro team's pretty good, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like blown away by how you are really, truly dismissive of this UNCG team. Here, here are the facts. Uh, this is a game that the way Kentucky has been playing, they should absolutely be concerned about. So here's the facts. Uh, two years ago, they won 25 games. Last year, they won 27 games. They've won consecutive Southern Conference championships. Two years ago, they lost by three points to Wake Forest. Last year, they lost by six points to Wake Forest. They won at NC State, and they ended their season with a four-point loss to Gonzaga, a 30-5 and five Gonzaga team in the NCAA tournament.
0: I do have a question. Uh, the NC State, was that still Gottfried? Uh,
1: I guess it was. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, if it was Gottfried, I'd give them less points. <laughs> they, they're they coached by another, yet another, King Rice last night was one, another UNC alum, Wes Miller. He just got a seven-year contract extension after winning 52 games in the last two seasons. Uh, This season, they went to LSU, and they lost 97-91. They scored 91 points at LSU and played them really well. Uh, They're number nine in the country in effective field goal percentage. They're top 100 in in offensive and defensive efficiency. They're number four in the country in two-point percentage, shooting 62% from two-point range. They shoot it pretty well from three, uh, 36.5%. They have a kid named Kyron Galloway a junior who is a six foot eight stretch four who made 12 of 14 shots and eight of 10 threes to score 32 points at LSU uh, Francis Alonso hit five threes in that game scored 20 points they hit 19 of 33 threes against LSU That's so a- yeah UNCG is like a threat to this team I mean and they can make shots where Kentucky is weak Kentucky's had a game where they give up 19 threes to a lesser opponent than UNCG. Um, This is the best team they've played since Duke. They are, what are they, 61st now? 65th in the Ken Palm rankings. Um, It's a good team. They've scored 100 twice, scored 91 at LSU. I would be a little bit concerned.
0: They are... And the most important rankings of them all—the net—they are 62 in the net.
1: I can't believe they're not like fourth. In Can,
0: the did I just look this up? How about this? Kentucky has jumped up, boom, skyrocketed to number 44 in the net ranking. That's a
1: huge jump after beating a 0 7 <laughs> team. What a silly, <laughs> silly ranking! Right now, I think it'll—I think it'll become a useful metric that'll have be a be, much better informed metric than the RPI as the data as there's more data, but... Yeah. All
0: right, uh, real talk. I'm not completely dismissing UNC Greensboro. I'm just making fun of you, Kyle, because you were all like wide-eyed when you are like, oh my gosh, these guys are actually really good. And I think in part is because John Calipari has talked up all the previous opponents. And then yeah, and he's just like, yeah. So, so here's the, here's the,
1: here are the opponents' rankings in Ken Palm since they played Duke. 107 Southern Illinois, 242 North Dakota, 311 VMI, 161 Winthrop 279 Tennessee State, and 270 Monmouth. What a garbage home schedule. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that, like, stop playing all your good games other places. Because if I'm a season ticket holder, and based on the attendance, some are coming to this conclusion, I'm not doing it. I don't want to see, so... One, two, three, four, five of the last seven, five of the first seven home games have been against teams ranked two hundredth or worse. That's awful. Yes. And in fact, not just two, all of them have been
0: two forty or worse. And real we do need to note this the game is one PM tip. Not four. Not four. It was moved after the initial schedule was put
1: out there. So just in case Kentucky ended up in the SEC title game, right? Wasn't that the deal? I believe that was part of it. I yeah. think. I mean, they, you uh, had to you had to make a concession for that because they were, you know, they played in the they, game to, yeah. to go there. Um, and just a quick, you know, uh, digression again, not insignificant that Kentucky was in a SEC East play-in game. That's pretty big. I mean, that 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 is a big step for people that are still want to be a little bit down on a nine and three season. They were in the SEC East semifinal game. They were in the um. Sweet sixteen for the college football playoff championship. Or, I say, I guess I should say SEC East f- title game. Yeah. Um, but no, you. It, back to basketball. Terrible home schedule. Stop doing that. Start playing. Uh, at least give people at least one of these games at home. Look, if you 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 either. I'm lecturing, but I think I don't care. I'm gonna lecture. Get him. If you're not gonna let people go to Maui. Yeah. Because you've just said I'm not going to Maui. Then, then give them at least one of these good games at home. Not, not, a, not a big fan of Utah. I mean, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. But Utah is 111th in Ken Palmer. Mm, they're not exactly great- playing great basketball. Uh, I just, you know, even if it was Seton Hall, they're playing Seaton, They're going to go all the way again for the th- like fourth straight year. They're going to go all the way to New York to play like a like an OK team. That'd be a pretty good home game. But go to New York, like travel to New York to watch them play Seton Hall. Last year it was go to New York to watch them play Monmouth. In the Town Senior Classic. Uh, the year before it was go to New York to watch them play Hofstra. I you know, I don't know. Play some better home games. Yeah. Certainly better than this. This is awful.
0: This is not so been anyway,
1: great. UNCG uh is gonna be their, you know, it's gonna be their best home game until Texas. I mean, it's gonna be their best non conference home game. That's not ideal. That is insane because they're going to play Utah. Not very good. This UNCG team is better than Utah right now. Seton Hall is neutral site. North Carolina is neutral site. Louisville is away. The next good home game after UNCG is Texas A and M. That's not a good home game either. I mean, they're, they at least don't, it's a league game. They're not good. So uh, what's the what's the the Big Twelve? I can't remember if the Big Twelve game against. Kansas is home. It is home. So that but that's not till January twenty sixth.
0: So there's your best non conference game, but it's in the middle of conference play. So Yeah, so so loop.
1: for the first three months of the season, whole lot of your blah. Your, your fans you're trying to get excited about your team, you get to see Squadoosh.
0: Squadoosh. All right, we got to wrap it there. Stay tuned for both our Twitter feeds. We are recording this on Thursday, so you can have it Friday morning. But John Calipari, no, sorry. Kenny Payne will speak to the media on Friday, and we'll talk to some players to get you some more comments on UNC Greensboro. So stay tuned at Curtis Birch, B U R C H. You can follow Kyle. At Kyle Tucker underscore A T H. Be sure to be following at Locked On UK. We've announced the drawing for a piece of memorabilia, and I will tweet out a link at Locked On UK on how to get entered to that. Be sure to also be following Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Please subscribe, rate, review, and the most importantly, share it with someone else who would enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.
1: Your dismissiveness is a disgrace, Curtis.